0: And the Extra Point is good.
1: Welcome in to Extra Point. It is Monday. It is November 27th. Hope everyone had a fantastic Thanksgiving holiday weekend. Back with you here. A little bit of a different schedule this week as well. Extra Point is with you Monday, Wednesday, and Friday this week. my fault for that scheduling. Bob in the Sports Zone, though, will be with you uh, Monday through Friday from 10 to 11. The Extra Point this week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It is The Extra Point. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortelaro here with you up until 1 o'clock today. Plenty of reaction to get into from the college football rivalry weekend. In addition to that, uh, all all teams in the NFL were in action and the week concludes with Monday Night Football tonight so we'll go back to Thanksgiving Day up until the most recent games from Sunday Night Football but first let's set the scene with today's poll questions and we'll get things started here with the KDOS1060.com poll question. Is there reason to believe in the alleged Cardinals improve culture and this has completely flipped on its head from what it was in the sports zone. It is now with yes out in front at 67 percent of the vote no trailing at 33 percent
0: wow must have listened to some jonathan gannon bs uh, in the last hour then okay uh good for you folks if you believe in it um i think i just gave away my answer huh uh but then again uh, the culture thing that every coach and every general manager in professional sports says when they inherit a new job, it's always they've got to change the culture because the culture sucked here before. Uh, Seems like every job's like that. Uh, the one thing I, we do know, and I think this is not even arguable anymore, uh, the, they have the worst roster in the NFL, and it's just getting worse as the season continues, which we assumed was going to get worse. Uh, but I think that certainly, uh, you know, yesterday, as I, uh, I mentioned at halftime to, to somebody. Uh, in the Cardinals press box that this was more like a team that uh, is a roster of a third preseason game than a, a game in November in the regular season. And uh, they, they've gone through so many guys coming and going, roster moves. They've had some injuries to a couple of their key players, uh, which is you know, certainly you know, further dampens the uh, level of efficiency. But to me, the lack of professionalism, uh, and uh, you know, just you, this, you, and I'm wondering if this is a good coaching staff or not now, because we see the same stuff every week, and we've seen it for several games now, with several different players coming and going. I get that part, but you know, you would think that the you know, for the most part, uh, the offensive line uh, has had four of the same five starters, and how they cannot basically pick up the most basic defensive line stunt. Every week, it does not change, and some of that has to be coaching.
1: We will certainly get into much more about the Arizona Cardinals here momentarily. Some things that stood out about the game. Some things that stood out post-game from head coach Jonathan Gannon as well as quarterback Kyler Murray. So we'll do that here momentarily. But in regards to the question, still plenty of time for you to cast your vote and we'll officially provide our answer around 1230 today. Tossing this on over to Twitter at AM 1060 with rivalry weekend in college football about what happened in Tempe. Is there any reason to be encouraged about the ASU football program moving forward following Saturday's 59-23 loss to the U of A? And no out in front here at 70% of the vote. Yes, trailing at
0: 30%. Yeah, ASU lost three of its last four games to Utah, Oregon, and Arizona by a combined 163-39. Uh, That's a cumulative score that is actually much closer than the uh, you know the actual lopsided Uh, evidence if you actually watch those games they didn't compete at all at any point in the Utah game Uh, they were down 42-0 at halftime against Oregon they were down 52-7 you know two minutes or three or four minutes into the uh, breach quickly into the second half in that game on Saturday against the U of A just non-compete and they've got some players on ASU's team unlike the Cardinals And uh, they had some guys that just seemed to be going through the motions the last two home games of the season against Oregon, especially on defense and the U of A. And I think that this is a legitimate question. Is there any reason for hope, encouragement, whatever word you'd like to use, any reason to be encouraged? Uh, uh, It seems to be a sinking ship, which was a sinking ship before the season started. I'm not sure that it's uh, not – more of a sinking ship right now that the season's over.
1: We'll also answer that question around 1230 today. Time for you to chime in with your thoughts about the rivalry weekend, NFL, uh, you name it, 1130 and 1215 for phone calls. The number 602-260-1060 to join 1130 and 1215 today. We also have to make note, it was uh, several days ago, but our weekend, play von hansen's meats and spirits oh, friday yeah. spread wednesday edition we yeah
0: who do we have who do we have
1: drum roll here remember. we had jaguars yeah. minus one and a half
0: oh oh okay that extra you know, that game goes to overtime we're not sure who's going to win that game but uh you know, the uh you know what, the 57 yard field goal hit the crossbar
1: yes it so did game
0: over game over jags win
1: absolutely so that makes us go to nine and four in our weekend picks so uh that's two wins in a row for us and we'll get back at it on friday this week for the friday spread brought to you by von hansen's meats and spirits back to the arizona cardinals though they did fall to the rams here 37 to 14 uh after the cardinals opening drive resulted in a two-yard touchdown run by kyler murray a penalty by the rams moved the cardinals forward they opted to to elect for the two-point conversion try. Clayton Toon came in for the tush push. It was a two-point successful conversion, and then it was completely bleak after that. Two three and outs, followed by a very curious fourth and two on their own 48-yard line, which is two minutes to go in the half. It resulted in, I don't know if there was just mass confusion on the play, or uh, somebody didn't quite uh, go through. I'm not exactly sure what happened here, because it didn't seem like that was the most optimal play call in that scenario there it resulted in an incomplete pass in all from the time the cardinals scored they ended up just running 16 plays the rest of the first half they did have a 56 yard field goal at the very end of the half it was wiped off the board though due to a cardinals penalty and they did not have an opportunity to retry the down
0: yeah, as far as that fourth down play i just thought that was a bad pass by their now very inaccurate quarterback the last two weeks who has had plenty to do plenty to do with them basically not competing yesterday and if he had made just a couple of plays and better decisions in the game at houston they would have won that game last week
1: on defense uh, not sure how to calcu- calculate all of the missed tackles but they certainly started to rack up it seemed like there were plenty of missed tackles everywhere it also started with the run game and I'm sure Kyrene Williams who returned from IR would just love to play the Cardinals because he had career game last time they played and once again 16 carries 143 yards for him Uh, in addition to that Tyler Higbee who hasn't scored a touchdown all season long had two touchdown catches in the contest
0: well, they've been bad against the run. They've been bad against tight ends much of the season. They've been bad against tight ends for many years. Uh, so that's <clears throat> those things, excuse me, haven't really changed too much. Uh, you know, I just don't quite understand. the tackling has just gotten worse, and I guess you know, I can kind of get that to some extent because they keep changing a lot of defensive players, Kaiser White out for the season. He has been by far the Cardinals best player this season. Uh, in addition, you know Jalen Thompson has been good the last couple of weeks. Uh, Buda Baker, I know he's been playing now for a few games. He's not played anywhere near the level he played before this year. Uh, and I wonder if uh, it's some of it's him coming off of the injury, uh, whether some of it is this scheme does not exactly fit his skills the best. It sure seems like he's not playing nearly as much. In fact, I'm certain he's not playing nearly as much at the line of scrimmage. Which is what Baker is best at as a safety because he's not the best guy in pass coverage, even in his best years.
1: Uh, Kyler Murray's stat line, it sounds better than it actually was. It was 27 to 45, 256 yards, one touchdown, one carry, two yards, and one touchdown on the ground for him. Hollywood Brown had 12 targets, 6 catches, 88 yards. Greg Dortz 9 targets, 3 catches, 27 yards, and 1 touchdown. Some takeaways here from head coach Jonathan Gannon postgame. Can can we
0: take a timeout here? Murray's stat line is a a complete bogus joke. Uh, He was 9 for his first 21 in this game, and he threw some wildly inaccurate passes, whether it be short passes, intermediate passes, couple of passes that one would have been a touchdown except it was you know, way short and and hollywood brown basically had to stop in his tracks and wait for the ball and it became it was a deflection and an incomplete pass he was really really bad yesterday and i'm not the kyler murray guy that many other are uh, many other uh, many other people have been uh but yesterday i thought was one of the most inaccurate games of his career
1: Well, I'll start there then with comments from head coach Jonathan Gannon game, He was asked about Kyler's performance, and did he take a step backward? Uh, His answer here was no. I wouldn't say that. He wants to get in rhythm, get some plays going, put some pressure on the defense. You know, when you're playing left-handed, it's hard to play any position out there. He's the ultimate uh, competitor. He'll come back in here ready to work. It's not on one guy. It's the whole operation from coaching on down. We got to play better.
0: I agree with that. We got to play better. He also, you know, seemed to question the team's effort in his opening press conference remarks. And he's very calculated, Gannon. Uh, as far as when he meets with the media, he's certainly calculated his comments. I don't think there's any question about that. He has a plan of what he's going to try to get across. And uh, I actually thought that you know, he tried to retract that later when he was asked specifically about the effort. But I thought it was 100% online or on track with that. Their efforts sucked yesterday in addition to the actual performance level itself.
1: Well, that's it. Yep. So, uh, unprompted here, he started the press conference off with a injury update about Starling Thomas. Uh, then he went right into quote, not good enough. Obviously today felt like we didn't match their level of effort and enthusiasm throughout the game. That falls solely on me. When you get beat like that, we got to take a good hard look of how we are setting up the week because really wasn't competitive in my mind. And that's on me first, first, Coaches next, so got to put together a better plan going into Pittsburgh. To your point about backtracking from that a little bit later on in the press conference, he was asked about the effort portion of what he said, and he said, no, effort was there. I felt like we were just a little deflated, and that's on me, so I got to look with a critical eye of how we get set up uh, this last week, and it wasn't good enough.
0: This is a coach just protecting his lame team. Uh, the effort was not there. Uh, I think he was correct in his original comments. Uh, I don't think it takes a genius to figure out that uh, a lot of the tackling problems yesterday, they had guys that were running to the ball. Uh, they had guys that did run to the ball and just aren't good enough. Uh, they're not professional enough uh, to perform at a high level, and this is professional football. The uh, Cardinals are you know, most weeks these days not part of being in the professional football league
1: I think for me, um this ended up being one of the the, the weeks of the season so far that was most disappointing I think you had to go into the mindset here that we, we knew what the roster was we knew that there were going to be some challenges ahead so you had to come in with the appropriate lens for everything but certainly after getting Kyler back uh, what we witnessed from them against the Atlanta Falcons then what we witnessed against the Houston Texans I thought this was an opportunity for them to build and to keep that mo- to keep the opportunities going and it just seems like they took a ginormous step backward in, in- in the effort category if you will so that to me was really uh disappointing in a season that we were already kind of saying to ourselves well talent wise it's this you know operation wise what are we going to see coaching wise what are we going to see as they continue to build moving forward to next year into the draft uh but certainly just kind of some of the things that they've been able to quote unquote uh hang their hat on uh this was a bit disappointing
0: what are they hanging their hat on?
1: Oh, the uh, the level of play that they came out with, you know, uh, the intensity, the effort, those sorts of buzzwords, if you will.
0: Okay. Well, I have a much different opinion of the game last week at Houston. They, they should have won that game. Had they actually had a competent quarterback, they would have won that game. But Murray was less than competent in that game, and yesterday was awful. Uh, and I think it's just basically – uh, they're at the point now where, you know, I've been saying this for almost 12 months. This is the worst roster in the NFL. Uh, now I'm wondering if there's, you know, the coaching staff is in over their head. Uh, you know, the, the, the same stuff we see every week. This, you know, the, the biggest thing that drives me crazy, you know, which I've mentioned for weeks running now, is the most basic defensive line stunt on pass plays they still haven't figured that out, including yesterday. Two or three times the Rams just did the most basic line stunt between a defensive end and a tackle and either you know, got a sack or got close to Murray and forced the play to be it kind of aborted in some shape or form. That's got to be coaching. I mean, at this point, there's no excuse. They basically have had four of the same five offensive linemen for the majority of the game so far this year, and it's the same crap
1: every week, every week. One thing certainly was very, very curious, and we pointed it out in real time when we were watching the game yesterday. uh, James Conner, he was on the sideline for several series, and it seemed like at certain very critical junctures of that first half uh, before they ended up going for it on fourth down, we've talked about it. When you list off who your best players are on this roster, James Conner is absolutely one of those players. Why wasn't he out there? When you looked at on that touchdown drive, Connor had six touches for 28 yards the entire game. He ended up with 10 touches and 32 yards. You do the math about how many touches and yards he had after that first drive. Gannon was asked why he wasn't involved more. His response, flow of the game, flow of the game. He wants the ball. That's what I mean by getting off plays. We have to stay on the field longer and get off plays so guys get touches. Good question.
0: Yeah, I I don't know what was going on. I mean, they got guys in there that, uh, you know, one guy wasn't even on their roster a week ago that they traded for from the Jets. And, uh, you know, that Carter was out there for a while. And then, uh, you know, DeMarcado, was another one of these guys that maybe shouldn't even be on an NFL roster, is out there for the end of that first half when things imploded. And Gannon deserves a lot of criticism here, too. You know, that foolish gamble at the end of the first half that you referenced, there was no, that, that ended any chance of a competitive phase of the game from that point on. They just handed the Rams seven points. The Rams went 48 yards in four plays and, you know, a fraction of a second it seemed, and the game was officially at that point over. I guess maybe not officially, but unofficially over. There was no chance the Cardinals were going to come back.
1: Uh, The last thing that caught my attention about uh, Gannon here on the run defense, uh, we mentioned here Kyrene Williams back from IR, 16 carries, 143 yards. Bryce Freeman, 13 carries, 77 yards, and one touchdown for him for the Rams. Uh, He said not good enough, obviously. I think they had over 100 yards in explosive runs, not just the total run game but the explosive runs. Misfit here, bad technique here, bad call here. It's all of us together. Run defense is all 11 we got to play better in the
0: run game. I agree with that, but there wasn't all 11. I mean, there were guys that were jogging to the ball. I mean, that was the lack of effort. And if you want to just look at the, uh, you know, criticize the lack of effort, look at some of those running plays. Uh, You know, you you talk about pursuit and good teams and so forth, you know, go to the ball and, uh, you know, there were a whole bunch of dudes that were not really going to the ball.
1: Uh, There is one more thing that I wanted to touch on defensively here with the rookies in the defensive backfield and get your opinion on whether or not you like that, that it's just kind of rotating. Keytral Clark back, getting more playing time after not getting plenty of playing time, just seeing kind of what you have, if anything has been learned in practice, application to game action. Curious if you like that move or not. Then we'll also get into a little bit about what Kyler had to say post game, And then we'll... No
0: Marco Wilson. (laughs)
1: <laughs> then we'll transition into uh, the rest of the NFL. We'll touch on college football in our number two. Your calls today around 1130 and 1215 602 260 1060 is the number. It is the extra point on this Monday, November 27th.
0: Teams Out West brings NFL, NBA, MLB, and local sports talk to you Monday night, starting at 7 on KDUS AM 1060 and the KDUS 1060
1: app. Welcome back to Extra Point here on KDUS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDUS1060.com and with the KDUS 1060 app. Continuing on some thoughts here from the Cardinals falling to the Rams, thirty-seven to fourteen yesterday. Uh, you know. There was more changes in the defensive backfield. You had Keetra Clark back getting playing time. Uh, you obviously had, since his return from the pup list, uh, Garrett Williams, rookie cornerback, getting plenty of playing time. Uh, do you like the fact that they keep mixing things up and giving the rookies some opportunities to see if there's some growth from the practice field into game action, see what they have or don't have as they make decisions ahead of the off season.
0: Absolutely. I think you just said don't have. I think that's the you – know, got to figure out whether these, any of these guys can play. Uh, and to this point, uh, other than Williams and you know, more in run-stopping than he is in pass defense so far, uh, I don't really know if they have any defensive backs, the young guys that can play and uh, you know, be part of this team going long-term in the future. And once again, uh, you know, I should have brought this up before today. Uh, I've actually considered talking, uh, talking about it before. But I think, once again, you have to look at the coaching staff. Are they putting Buda Baker in the best position to make plays? Because when we've seen him make plays uh, under a couple of other previous coaching staffs, it's often and almost always when he's been at the line of scrimmage either in run plays or run blitzes or you know actually rushing the quarterback and blitzing the quarterback some. I don't know how many times we've seen, I'm not very many, that he's actually been in the blitzing situation on a run play or a pass play this year, run blitz or pass blitz. Uh, and you know, he's not a good pass defender. Remember, it took him forever to get his first career interception, and there's a reason for that. Uh, so you know, I think that's another thing to look at the coaching staff at this point. Are they putting their best player, supposedly, on defense in position to make plays? Because he hasn't made very many plays the whole year.
1: On the offensive side of the ball, Kyler Murray postgame was asked what happened offensively. He said, I wish I could tell you. Got to go back and watch it. Wasn't good football. Wasn't good football. Didn't execute. They got the better of us. Pretty much nothing really to say other than we got beat. Question here. Did he tried to seek out hollywood brown more so uh hollywood had 12 targets and six catches he said i told you all not trying to force it but when you get into those types of games you drop back and you just got to make something happen at that point you're playing backyard football they're obviously pinning their ears back and we got to make something happen that's pretty much what it comes down to at that point
0: Well, a lot of those targets were after the Cardinals were out of the game. And, you know, he got those bogus yards that meant zilch uh, at the end of the game to make the stat line look good, et cetera. Uh, But, you know, bottom line, if he's wondering why they weren't good, he sucked. Uh, That was where it started. He was inaccurate, very inaccurate on all levels of throws. He wasn't very good. And, uh you know that's that's where it should start as far as his, you know, asking him about it, and uh, yeah, he kind he took some responsibility for that. But you know, it's uh, you know, he's I'm sorry, folks, but how many more games do we need to see before we realize he's just nothing more than an average, at best, quarterback.
1: The next question asked of him that caught my attention was, do you look at this as a continuation of getting into rhythm of coming back? Or are you irritated now that it's just not working? And he says, no, not at all. Staying positive, staying positive. You know, this is my third game, seventh week of practice. There is obviously growing pains with this. Like I said, it's my third game, a new scheme, a new everything for me. I'm not discouraged at all by it. I know we'll be better because of it. But these are some of the things we have to go through part of it
0: no I think that's all valid I mean I think that's legitimate on the question and also the answer you know new system etc uh, unfortunately I'd watched him for three years before this year and the old system which was pretty much the same thing you did in college and I think it's uh you know safe to say I mentioned average at best uh, I think you can also uh, his biggest fans would probably, hopefully, be smart enough to admit that he was inconsistent in some of those gears. And uh, when they were on the one stretch, especially at the start of the 2021 season, when they were the last undefeated team, then he was like an MVP candidate, which I thought was comical at the time. But he was on a roll and they were good, uh, supposedly, before he and they were exposed. But. Yeah, but I do, you know, I'm on his side here as far as, you know, it's, you know, the unfortunate thing is I watched him before this year, and I'm seeing a lot of the same stuff, no matter what the system is, the one that he prefers, or the one that he's been, you know, not necessarily forced into, which I think is maybe an accurate statement that he's been forced into it, this system, uh, but, you know, it's just, it's the same guy, and, uh, you yeah, know, he's just not that good.
1: Uh, He was asked a follow-up question about how are you handling your growing pains personally, and he kind of didn't really answer the question. Instead, he talked about here how uh, we just got our ass kicked, played a good football game last week, the week before, but this one, probably first one all year, we just got beat terribly. We got to flush it and move on, got a good Pittsburgh Steeler team next week.
0: Well, he's delusional if he thought he played a good game last week because you know, his inaccurate passes in the fourth quarter of that game especially and some of his decision-making are two of the biggest reasons they lost that game and blew that game, and I mean blew that game last week at Houston, which they could have and should have won.
1: Now, one thing I wanted to go back to when we were discussing uh, Jonathan Gannon, head coach there for the Cardinals, talking about um, that felt like we didn't match their level of effort and enthusiasm throughout the game, what he said post-game here. When he said it, I immediately thought of you – When he continued on with, that falls solely on me. When you get beat like that, we got to take a good hard look of how we are setting up the week because it really wasn't competitive in my mind. And now... I think there's a difference between game plan and effort and enthusiasm, right? And when, uh, the part where I completely thought about you the second that he said it is how you talk about at the professional level, it's solely the responsibility of the player to get themselves up and ready to play with that effort and enthusiasm. Game planning is on the coaches.
0: Agreed, but you know, this team is so void of talent at this point that I don't think it matters. Uh, they're just not any good. And I've been saying this for 12 months almost. They have a, the worst roster in the NFL. And if anybody believes anything differently after, what is it, 10 or 11? How many how many games have they played now? I've lost track. Whatever it is. Th- this is a terrible roster. There are very few players on this team that would be starting on other teams in the NFL anywhere right now.
1: Anywhere they're the, bad the cardinals are two and ten they have played uh okay, 12 games. sorry about
0: that okay my bad uh so i should i should know the record of the team i got a notepad here i'll just during the break here i'm gonna put two and ten in my red highlighter pen two and ten and then the bad news is i'm gonna rip this page off the counter because it's no it's december on friday right yes it is so, I, I got to remember to keep the two and 10 on the next you know the next page when I rip this off on Friday. And then so, they'll
1: play Sunday and then they have their buy.
0: Oh God, thank God. I can't, you know the, the bye can't get here fast enough. I'm so sick of watching this crap every week. And the one thing I have about the coaching things we see some of the same stuff every week and that's not you know the player thing. That's a coaching thing.
1: 602 260 1060 is the number if you'd like to chime in. We'll take your calls now, get to you on the other side of the break. We'll also dive into the rest of the NFL.
0: SB Nation Radio is now Sports Map Radio, keeping sports content fresh and fun. Join us right here on KTUS AM 1060. 11.39
1: here on this Monday, November 27th. Bob Camp, Kayla Mortelaro here with you up until 1 p.m. today. As we are doing this week, monday wednesday and friday here in the extra point 602 260 1060 is the number if you'd like to chime in let's get into the rest of the nfl and we'll go all the way back to thanksgiving on thursday here with game number one of the thursday slate the packers picking up a victory 29 to 22 over the detroit lions here it's now been a couple of games in a row that goff has really struggled his stat line was 29 of 44 three 332 yards two touchdowns but in this contest he had three fumbles um, so certainly Goff has got to be better at taking care of the football meanwhile flip this over to the Packers side of things Jordan Love was 22 of 32 268 yards and three touchdowns and here we are sitting with the Lions at eight and three and the Packers now at five and six.
0: Yeah, let's start with uh, you're totally right about golf. It's two straight weeks that uh, you know he's put his team in a significant danger of losing. This time they did. Last week they didn't, and that had a lot to do with uh, you know the Bears coaching staff making some ridiculously stupid decisions, and that's the only reason the Lions won that particular game two games ago. Now, uh, Dan Campbell, the fourth down magic seemed to have vanished. Uh, you know, he's gone for fourth downs and gotten away with it and uh, been successful doing it but uh, i believe they were zero for the game and fourth downs on uh, on thursday so that kind of uh, disappeared uh also yeah i've certainly acknowledged here during the season that detroit has improved but i have never at one any point believed that they are an nfc contender
1: Yeah, are we now cause for concern? You know, one, Jared Goff has got to take care of the football, but two, some of those injuries on the defensive side of the ball catching up to them.
0: They've got guys back, and they still suck. I mean, they're just not good. If they don't get to the quarterback or the pass rush, they're not good in the back seven, even when they're healthy. Uh, So that's why I've never believed at any point this season that the Lions are an NFC contender. They're going to win the division. Uh, But I don't think they're going to win two playoff games and get to the Super Bowl. I never thought that. And that's not going to change unless it actually happens.
1: The Commanders and the Cowboys here. uh, Cowboys 45, Commanders 10. The result, Jack Del Rio fired over the weekend. Uh, Interesting here because they traded away two of their best pass rushers and I think at this point, everyone believes that the entire coaching staff, uh, at least Ron Rivera, uh, head coach, is just kind of sitting ducks here with new with the new ownership group on the way. So kind of surprised that uh, they already made the move moving on from Jack Del Rio here for the Cowboys, though. Do we know? how good they are because the schedule that they've played up until this point in time, they've really taken advantage of some bad teams and you have the 49ers loss and you have the Eagles loss in your head.
0: Uh, totally in my head for sure. No question. Uh, going back real quick to Washington they they fired the wrong coach. Uh, but Ron Rivera should have been fired several seasons ago, uh, let alone now. And, uh, you know, nice, good man, but you, you know he had how many winning seasons has this guy ever had, whether it's in Carolina or Washington? It's not over fifty percent of those seasons that he's coached as a head coach in the NFL that his teams have had a winning record. Uh, you know, they should have fired Rivera and made Del Rio the head coach for the rest of the season. It doesn't really matter. You mentioned they not only uh, they obviously traded away the t- you know two pass rushers, they have the – and I've said this for maybe two, three weeks running at least. Their secondary is pathetic, uh, and there's no excuse because they those are the guys that are pretty much the guys they prefer to be back there. As far as Dallas goes, they're incredibly uh, good at home against everybody so far. We'll get to see a little more on that as we go along. They play Philadelphia at home in a couple of weeks. They play Seattle at home, which I said was a bogus team like two or three weeks ago. In fact, Seattle, if they lose that game against uh, Dallas on Thursday, they're not even going to be second in the NFC West at that point, uh, assuming the Rams actually win next week in addition to them winning yesterday. Dak, who I usually had a higher opinion of than most, uh, he's been incredible lately as far as stats go. 18 touchdown passes in his last six games. The, the MVP talk that I heard yesterday is just ridiculous. You know, that, that's, you, know you had to beat somebody that's any good uh, to be considered MVP, in my opinion. So now it's gone from Dak is getting too much uh, criticism to now he's getting too much praise in a short period of time.
1: Uh, One more thing on the Cowboys side of things in that contest on Thursday, Deron Bland, he now holds the NFL record with five pick sixes in a season. Uh, And to answer your Ron Rivera question, in his career, he is 102, 98, and two all time with Carolina he went 12 and 4 in 2013 15 and 1 in 2015 11 and 5 in 2017 and then his best record so far with the commanders was in 2022 when he went 8 8 and 1
0: so he's had like what eight or nine seasons as a head coach and he's had three winning records
1: Uh, okay yes
0: great (laughs) okay that's that's really great
1: The 49ers and the Seahawks concluded the Thanksgiving slate of games with the 49ers uh, 31 to 13. The Seahawks now have lost three out of their last four. Geno Smith was sacked six times in this particular contest. And the offense is definitely sputtering at this point, flipping this to the 49ers side of things. Are they hitting their stride again? Uh, And they're going to be eating, meeting the Eagles here maybe at the perfect time because the Eagles are coming off of two, Really uh, brutal contest for them, and overtime uh, win over the uh, Bills, and then of course what uh, took place on Monday night previously with the Chiefs.
0: Brutal is in you know just difficult to play games and come back from right because you yes. want them both. Yes. So, yeah. Okay. So there's that.
1: Physical uh, brutality. As as,
0: yeah. There we go. As far as Seattle goes, I've never believed in them at any point this season. I was a believer in them last year when nobody else was. Uh, But they have zero offensive touchdowns now in their last seven quarters of football. Geno, I've been saying for several weeks now, uh, was a one-year, you know, wonderful thing. Uh, But, you know, he's kind of like the player version of Ron Rivera. Uh, He's been around forever and rarely had success. Uh, So, you know, he's just not good. He's an average quarterback. He's better than Drew Locke. I'll give them that, but uh, they're just not that good, and now their schedule gets even, you know, they've obviously played San Francisco on Thanksgiving, but after they've lost consecutive games to the Rams and the 49ers, their schedule is now at Dallas, at San Francisco, and Philadelphia in the next three games. They're not going to win any of those games, so they're going to have a longer losing streak. They're not even going to make the playoffs in the NFC And the last I heard, there has to be seven teams make the playoffs from the NFC. They're not going to be one of them, most likely.
1: Black Friday featured the Dolphins and the Jets with a 34 to 13 victory here. I have never seen a Hail Mary that ended up get taken back 99 yards for a touchdown but that's exactly what Javon Holland did for the Dolphins. there was a bit of sloppiness here for Tua and the Dolphins he was 21 of 30 243 yards one touchdown two interceptions and a fumble but a win regardless uh, the Jets just don't have have answers on offense.
0: Second straight game that Tua hasn't really have been very sharp. Uh, he got bailed out the the previous game by some amazing yards after the catch plays from Tyreek Hill. Uh, so it's, uh, I'm wondering if uh, you know he's starting to fade a little bit. And uh, he did get Jalen Waddle involved at least. You know, eight, eight catches for 114 yards. Waddle have been like a missing in action here for the last few games. Uh, so we'll see. But bad injuries again for Miami. Uh, You know, Holland suffered a knee injury late in that game. Jalen Phillips uh, tore his Achilles. And Teron Armstead with a quad injury also left in that game. As far as the Jets, it's, uh, you know, the Tim Boyle thing, I guess that didn't quite work out. Uh, But uh, I guess it's going to have to work out because they don't really have anywhere else to go right now. I don't know why Aaron Rodgers would want to come back to this. And speaking of Aaron Rodgers, Alan Lazard has been so bad. He was a healthy scratch in this game.
1: Yes, he was. Uh, the Buccaneers and the Colts here, the Colts pick up a 27-20 to 20 victory here. Maybe this is a team that no one is really talking about with the Colts, and they're above 500 at 6-5. and five. Uh, They did cut Shaq Leonard this week. For the game, though, Jonathan Taylor, 15 carries, 91 yards, and two touchdowns for him. Meanwhile, the Buccaneers now sitting at 4-7, and seven, and I think they're on the slow march to the Buccaneers undergoing some big changes in the offseason.
0: Yeah, they're, not, they're obviously not good, and now they're missing some of their best players because of injury, including David, who we talked about last week, uh, wasn't going to play in this game, and he may not play the rest of the season, apparently, from what I heard yesterday. Uh, so we'll see. But back to the Colts, uh, you know, they were up 17-3, to but Gardner Minshew did everything humanly possible to give Tampa Bay a chance in this game. Uh, but you know, they aren't good enough to do anything about that. You asked me a few weeks ago what I thought about Shane Steichen mm-hmm. and the job he's done, and I really didn't have a very good answer. I still don't have a really good answer. I mean, obviously, they're 6-5, and five, and he's doing with a backup quarterback. I'm not really sure, quite frankly, how good Anthony Richardson would be in his rookie season had he not been hurt. And uh, some games I think that they're just as better – sometimes better off with Minshew as their quarterback than Richardson. Not yesterday, uh, but sometimes – I'm, you know, he must be doing something right, Steichen. I can't pinpoint what it is, other than the fact that, that they've kind of mastered beating some bad teams. But there's lots of bad teams in the NFL, and I've looked at their schedule. But they play in a division that they're going. I'm pretty sure they still have some bad teams left on the schedule. So, you know, fight on. As far as Shaq Leonard goes, he was actually there yesterday. I don't know where he, he was in a you know, in a suite in the home game in Indianapolis after they cut him. And there's uh, speculation in the last 24 hours that he might end up with either the Cowboys or the Eagles.
1: Briefly talking about this completely unwatchable football game with the Giants and the Patriots. Giants 10, Patriots 7. I have a stat for you. The Patriots are now the only team since 1993 to lose consecutive games when allowing 10 points or less.
0: Uh next game. I got I'm not gonna waste my time on this game.
1: Steelers and Bengals. Steelers sixteen, Bengals ten. Steelers now sitting at seven and four and the Bengals below five hundred at five and six. The new look Steelers offense here. They topped over four hundred yards on office for the first time in their last fifty-nine games. Kenny Pickett's line, 24 of 33, 278 yards. Najee Harris had 15 carries, 99 yards, and a touchdown. Curious here, though, for the Bengals, uh, Joe Mixon, he only had eight carries for 16 yards, and it was just a total effort of 25 yards on the ground for the Bengals.
0: Well, he, they have the fewest, the second-fewest carries in the NFL this season. Uh, that was even with Joe Burrow. Uh, so they're 1-6 in the division now. Uh, you know, T. Higgins and Burrow and Cam Taylor Britt, three of their best players, didn't play. And I'm guessing that they're just bagging the season at this point. I don't care if the Steelers had more than 400. Did they score still just one touchdown? They got 16 points. Uh, Correct. So, you know, whatever. Yeah, Deontay Johnson dropped a touchdown pass. Jalen Warren, who everybody wants to play, fumbled twice in this game, lost one of those two fumbles. Uh, So now the Steelers are cured uh, because they have a new offensive coordinator, I guess. So they still had a whopping 16 points in the game. That's, uh, That's cured. Good luck to you.
1: The Panthers fell to the Titans, and this morning their head coach is out. We'll dive into that a little bit, plus more from around the NFL as we conclude our number one of the Extra Point on the other side of the break. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortolaro here with you. As always, follow along with us online at kdos1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app. More NFL discussion coming up next.
0: Downloaded the KTUS 1060 app yet? Download today and get all of your favorite local and national shows right on your phone.
1: here on kdos am 1060 online at kdos 1060.com and with the kdos 1060 app so the titans and the panthers the titans picked up a 17 to 10 victory the titans won yet again on home at home they have uh, yet to win a game on the road this season but the big news here is in regards to what Carolina is up to, as this morning they have fired Frank Reich. Uh, When it comes to the offense, they have scored 15 or fewer points five weeks in a row. If you also just look at what's happened under David Tepper, who is the owner of the Panthers, uh, he hired Matt Rule, gave him a seven-year $62 million contract. He has fired him. They traded running back Christian McCaffrey. They canceled new practice facilities. They declined the Rams' offer for Brian and burns they fired steve Wilkes. now they have fired frank reich not sure what the money is going to be on that also they don't have their first round draft pick that's going to the bears
0: uh, you didn't make, mention the the biggest mistake they might have made is hiring frank reich uh, who inexplicably was beloved by the media and metrics community after he, I thought he did a really bad job when he was the Colts coach. He lost them games with some of his in-game decision making, especially in the fourth quarter. Some losses, including when he completely blew the playoff game loss at uh, at Buffalo several years ago. So they'll be better off without Frank Reich. The, as far as on the field goes, Bryce Young, he has to learn how to protect the football. Uh, you know, we talked about all the pick sixes. That's kind of self-explanatory. But he just, every time he gets hit in the pocket, he doesn't have much pocket awareness. And I understand that to some extent, because he didn't really have to have much pocket awareness when he was in Alabama.
1: Uh, To that point about pocket awareness, he has been sacked 40 times this season.
0: Not just that. I mean, just protecting the football. I mean, he's lost fumbles on some of the, he he should have realized that he's going to get smacked. Uh, so the offensive line's bad. There's no doubt, but he just has. At this point, I mean, he just. How does he continue to lose fumbles on plays where it's obvious? Even it wasn't. You're not even blindside hits, and he loses the ball.
1: We'll start our number two with wrapping up a few more contests from the NFL AFC South implications between the Jaguars and the Texans. In addition to that, the Broncos on quite a winning streak and that overtime contest between the Bills and the Eagles Sunday night football. Then we'll get into rivalry weekend from the world of college football and we'll take your calls around 1215 602 260 1060 is the number if you like to chime in. Our number two is coming up. Up on the other side of the break, it is the extra point. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortolaro here with you.